Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies and More, where I talk about movies and more. Guys, I gotta be honest with you. I, oh my, I freaking love these like recording sessions where I just bang out a bunch of stuff. Um, it's so satisfying to just have like a like it's just a stockpile, even if it's a small one of just episodes that are unreleased. I know I talk about this a lot, but like, come on, man, it's so cool. Um, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I have to say. The end. No, just just kidding. Um, it was just striking me as I was writing up the description and, um, and, like, putting in the, the tags and stuff for the Goonies episode, because that's what I just finished recording, um, that Richard Donner is a really awesome filmmaker. I briefly mentioned Superman, and, uh, I, I, I kind of have mixed feelings on that movie because I think it's a good movie, but I think everything until you get to Lex Luthor is amazing, and everything after you get to Lex Luthor is just... I don't know, he's in a different movie, it's very, it's very odd, and then the second one is, I don't know if you know the, the full story with that, but, um, how the studio really screwed over Richard Donner with that, they brought in another guy, like, halfway through, and then they sh he shot a very different version of the movie, and then much, much later, like, Richard Donner came in and tried to finish his original vision by restoring, like, rehearsal takes and like all kinds of stuff it's really a mess so i really wish there was a version of superman the first one where uh lex luther wasn't a cartoon but unfortunately there isn't which is one of the main things that keeps me from ever really re-watching that movie but um but yeah he's also directed lethal weapon and uh i won't say much but that is definitely a contender for an episode very soon it's all of them are, are on netflix I've only ever seen the first one, uh, and I know that according to the cast and crew, the second one is their favorite, so I don't know, I'll have to see, but, uh, but yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'd, I'd definitely have to rewatch it before I, I sit down to talk about it, but, um, but I really want to, because, man, those movies are awesome, or at least that one is awesome, so, so yeah, I will, I might, I don't know, there'll probably be an episode about that, or I'll definitely talk about it at some point soon, but, um, but in the meantime, you're stuck with another bonus episode. Let's do it. I gotta, uh, again, uh, one of the most, I think that these bonus episodes really, um, really highlight how I, I don't have a very distinct, like, uh, one kind of movie I like, because all these are, like, the least related movies ever. Like, okay, so I think on this one I'm gonna talk about The Croods. Gremlins 2, Onward, and Cloverfield. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what we're working with. Um, also, I rewatched The Social Network last night, and don't worry, I'm not gonna do an in-depth review, I know I've already done one, but that movie still kicks ass. I, oh my god, that's such a good movie. David Fincher is such a good director. Aaron Sorkin is such a good writer. I think I'm gonna watch Steve Jobs soon, just to get some more Sorkin in my life. Plus, uh, Danny Boyle directed that, and he's, uh, he's a pretty reliable filmmaker, so, um, yeah, uh, I don't know, I might be talking about that soon, too. I'm, I'm hesitant to make plans. I usually follow through with them. I feel like more often than not, uh, long-time listeners will know I never did my Edgar Wright-a-thon episode, like, where I would just talk about all his movies. I never did that, even though I said I was going to, and, um, and I stand by that. I still don't really feel like it. Um... And then, yeah, this this episode was supposed to be, like, three separate episodes, but I kind of merged it into one just because I don't know if I could really talk about Gremlins 2 for an entire episode just because it's been a really, really long time since I've seen it, so I'm really pulling from memory here. Um, 
so yeah, we'll we'll see how this goes. But uh, but yeah, I'm tentative to make plans because I never know if the movie will go off of Netflix before I I get to see it, or or if maybe I just won't want to talk about it. But um, but yeah, usually I feel like usually I'm pretty good at it. I don't know. So we'll see. Those two, those two are are probably coming up soon. But um, but yeah, let's let's talk a little Gremlins too. This is gonna be super brief because, like I said, I barely remember it. But it's a lot of fun, and I'd really recommend it. I talked about creativity and how just bug nuts insane. Uh, the the stuff that goes into a lot of these movies are, and this is no exception. Um, man, what a really weird and interesting concept. And I love that the both the movies are weirdly better because the other one exists. Like the first one's more of a dark comedy. It's got great atmosphere. It's very it's very cold and and sometimes gross. Like it's it was supposed to be R-rated originally. It's um it was it was supposed to be much different. And you can still see traces of that in the finished film. It's a really good movie, but I think that premise is kind of inherently ridiculous. So I like that there's a sequel that's like what if we really went ridiculous with it what if we made it more of a comedy um and i'm very appreciative that there's both versions of that that concept and i think i like the original a little better uh just because i think it's just a tighter movie and uh i think it it's uh i don't know i think i just like the atmosphere i I think i like that version of the premise a little bit better but i also did really enjoy this movie and i like the change of setting um and i liked how how interesting it is like what a cool idea and how many different possibilities that gives you to basically do die hard but with gremlins and uh and i also like that there's so many different kinds of gremlins that's probably one of the most fun things about this movie is how like you know there's the vegetable gremlin and the bat gremlin and the spider gremlin and the female gremlin and the electricity gremlin like there's so many gremlins and that was really cool and all the different designs and uh and like puppetry and appliances and stuff that they have really really awesome this movie uh it's got great effects and it's got a really cool premise and then uh and yeah i like how they have different versions of the plan that kind of fail how they like they try to trick them into thinking that it's night and that doesn't quite work and then the eventual thing they're like wait what are you doing don't spray them with water but he's just electrocuting them i like that um the rules don't make sense that's uh that's something that just crossed my mind again uh, when I said about covering them in water. Mainly the don't feed them after midnight one. The other ones make sense, but uh, but don't feed them after midnight. It could, it should just be don't feed them after dark because after midnight is just, it. it's so stupid. Like midnight is literally the first hour of the day. So it's always after midnight. Like it, yeah, that one just doesn't make sense if you think about it for a second. It sounds cool. They're obviously very famous rules, but um, but yeah, it should just be after dark. I don't know why no one, like no one, how many people that went through and no one was like, hey, maybe take that out. That doesn't make any sense. But um, but yeah, I like this movie, and uh, and I like uh, I like I like how creative it is. It's a lot of fun. I think that I would love to see a third version of this movie where it's more of an actual kid because not so much in this one because this one it's very committed to like oh oh sorry. Um, John Glover is awesome in this movie. He is so cool and crazy. It's, I love it. Uh, but, but yeah, sorry, that just popped in my head. I don't want to forget. But, um, in this movie, Billy is very definitively an adult. He's got a job. He's got a budding relationship. Um, he's working, like, pretty much full time and everything. And he's got new responsibilities. Like, so clearly it's exploring an adult version of him. However, 
in the first movie, the movie seems very confused about what age he is. Like, he's drinking, but his, like, best friend is, like, a 14-year-old, like, 13, 14-year-old kid. Um, He lives at home, but, like, he has a job at the bank, but he's also, like, super into comics, and, like, he gets a toy robot for Christmas, and, like, it's all very interesting and, and very weird. It seems like a lot of the stuff is holdovers from other drafts where he was a younger kid, because uh because they are like originally he was a younger kid and um and there was like a bully who ends up going with him and and his crush is who is maybe a babysitter that seems wrong but he definitely it was a crush him and a bully and um and he he was like a traditional D&D kid like kind of like one of the stranger things kid so he had a he had a sword with him and he like and that was what he was using to fight off the gremlins. And I think I would like to see that version of this movie. Uh, I think a third one would be really cool. Something in maybe the vein of Ghostbusters Afterlife where it's like loosely connected. Well, I guess I don't I don't really know how much continuity will be in that movie because I haven't seen it yet. But just from what we've heard and what we've seen from the trailers. Something like that where it's kind of like a legacy sequel where like the original events are like touched on but it's not directly related. and um, And you see more of a kids versus this rather than adults versus this i think that would be really cool but um but yeah this was enjoyable and i definitely recommend it this one and the first one it's very funny that uh this is the next movie that i talked about after uh, coonies because i mentioned on that episode i was my mom's favorite movie as a kid this is probably my mom's least favorite movie as a kid this terrified her which is kind of funny because it terrified a lot of kids and this is this and um Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom were two of the movies that were most instrumental in the invention of the the PG-13 rating. This was PG. A lot of people were expecting that they would be getting the next E.T., and a lot of people were very horrified with very angry children walking out of this movie. And, uh, and yeah, so the system kind of had to adapt after that. But, uh, but yeah. So, that's, uh, that's about it with, with this. So, I'll, uh, I think I'll I'll go on to what's next. Uh, Onward. I was really excited to see this movie. I think I briefly talked about Bloodshot and how I wanted to go see it. Or sorry, how I wanted to go see Onward, and that's what I suggested because kids movie. I'm taking a girl to the movies. Let's just do the kids movie, the the Disney movie. And she goes, No, 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 no. You forgot I'm a huge Vin Diesel fan. We're going to see Bloodshot. So we went to see Bloodshot, and I was like, well, I really want to go see Onward, and I wanted to go see it then, it's still in theaters, however, uh, this all happened, and obviously theaters aren't really operable anymore, so I never got to see it, and I was really disappointed, and then I hear the news that Disney Plus is going to be releasing it early, and I was super hyped, and I was super ready, and I sat down to watch it, and, uh, and yeah, I really liked it. I didn't like it, I think, as much as I thought it would, but I did really, really enjoy it. And, I mean, I've been talking about creativity, and I think it's just a running theme. This movie is so creative. I think one of the biggest things that I was excited about was the mythical suburbia. Like, that's just such a cool concept. And uh, I love I love how we get to play in that world and the things that we see about it, like how, you know, maybe a, a dog would be like, you know, get off the couch, or, or, like, no, no eating in the living room, but for the, the little tiny dragons, it's, like, no breathing fire in the house, like, that was, uh, that was really cute, and then I like how all the mascots are, like, dragons and stuff, and, and all the different, very colorful, 
colorful characters and, and creatures that are in this world. That was really, really cool. Um, I think I, I really liked all of it, honestly. I wish there was a little bit more uh, explained about the brother and what situation he's in. Like, is he in, like, arrested development or... Does he not have a job? Like I don't, I don't know. Like what age is he? I wish that that was a little more clear. Like you get that the uh, the attitude is obviously supposed to be he's kind of screwed up his life, and he's kind of a loser, which is a pretty big deal throughout the movie until you know at the end they obviously kind of realize that it's not it's not quite so cut and dry, which was one of the best moments of the movie. That was that was awesome. Um, actually the whole thing with the lists when he first makes the list about like the be more like dad after that he meets that guy at the at the restaurant um i was like already a little bit teary and i was like they're blowing dust around my my uh my living room here but uh but yeah that was also that was really really great what a great story device um and uh and yeah i i think i think it's it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things um, I think that that was like my only kind of I was like a little confused about I wish that that had been delved into more my only real complaint I think is I think it's really weird the introduction of the like the staff and the spell and I think you just really have to go with it because it's like wait how did she not well she knew about it but how does she not know exactly what it was you're telling me she never looked at it um, this last remnant of her husband, and she was never like, let's, let's see what this is, um, I also think it was like, once you're both, was it above 16? I guess, I guess it was, because it's about to be his birthday, so, um, so yeah, but I, I wonder, like, I don't know, I wonder why I wait this long, like, I don't know, there's certain things about this where I'm like, I feel like that, that, there could have been more set up to that, and then I also think that there could have been a little bit more of moments of like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, you know, being ready, like not just being like, let's do this right now, but being like, are you sure you want to do this now? We need to make sure that, you know, we can optimize this amount of time. We need to know like what we're going to do. Like, like, I don't know. I feel like there, you know, even is this going to work? Is this even possible? Like a little bit more of that, like, like grappling with the circumstances that have been presented to them. I think that's, um... I don't know. I think there could have been a little bit more of that before they do the spell. But, uh, but yeah, I loved how they used magic. I loved how they had, like, all these different twists on, like, uh, mythical characters, like the, the, the demon dragon thing who runs the, that restaurant and how she changes throughout the course of the movie. And then, um, uh, I like how all the magic, like, keeps leveling up and he has to keep trying to, to do new things and, um, and how it's like teaching him to be uh, a more confident and a more powerful like self-assured person throughout the, the course of the journey and uh and then like the stuff with how they use the magic to reveal stuff about the characters about like their fears and how they legitimately feel with the when you tell a lie you know something will happen to this projection and so that's how he knows you know he thinks he's a screw up i love all that and then um Oh, yeah, the animation in this freaking movie is so good. Um, man, I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, you can see, like, every hair on the... I think what really impressed me was when you see the sweatshirt, 
you can see all the stitches. You can see all the details of the fabric. I was like, how did they do that? That is so cool. Like the just the attention to detail, insane. It blows my mind that it's possible to do this kind of stuff. But um, but yeah, well animated, well written, good good performances, very funny, very creative. Uh, I really enjoy this movie, and I'd highly recommend it, especially if you got kids and you got Disney Plus. Perfect, throw it on. It's it's a really great kids movie, and um, I think it works on more levels, which is one of my favorite things about it. I love movies that are that are for kids, but can work for adults as well. So this is definitely one of those, and uh, for that reason, among you know many others, I I really enjoyed it, and I I'm super glad I watched it. It was worth the wait. I I didn't love it as much as I thought I would. It's no Ratatouille. It's, I, uh, it's probably closer to Zootopia. I really liked Zootopia, but I think as I watch it more, I've liked it a little bit less. Not, not hated or anything. I just, I'm not as enamored with it as I was when I first saw it. So it's probably closer to that for me. Obviously, no Spider-Verse, but what is really? I mean, come on, let's, let's not get crazy here. So, uh, so yeah, I liked it a lot though. All right. Uh, very, very briefly, The Croods, uh, very similar thing. If you got kids, if you got Netflix, definitely throw this on. It's a lot of fun. The animals are not done evolving yet, so they're all, like, mixes of different animals, which is really cool and really creative. Um, I did, I really like the performances. I like how the, they mine a lot of comedy from, like, them being very primitive. Um, I did think it was very heavy-handed with this message and, uh, and with the dad being, like, it's it's I don't know it's like I'm a caveman and he's like weirdly self-aware and I'm like well then dude how do you not realize that this is this needs to change like your behavior is it's not working um and I guess that's the point he's very stubborn but it's weird that he's so aware and never has to be like oh wait he never really has a realization it's like he knows he's he's wrong the whole time but he's just refusing to change um which I guess this is how some people roll. I don't know. But I think it could have been a little less heavy-handed and maybe, you know, tr I don't know. I think I think it kind of got annoying at a certain point where I'm like, oh my god, I get it. This guy's smart. This guy's dumb. Can we, like, can we get to the part where he realizes he's dumb and, and made a mistake and we, like, reconcile everything? Um, I did think the ending was awesome and it was like, I was like, there's no way they're going to let... He, is he really going to die? Like, I was like, there's no way he's going to die. But then it does get really somber, and I really like that. Um, I will say, I never feel like they're in danger, because you see them get, like, you know, hurt and hit by things that would kill any person. And then it's like, oh, these rocks are falling, and I'm like, but you're, you'll be fine. Like, we've seen you survive worse. Like, I've, I will say that... I, because there's so many cartoon physics in this movie, I'm never really worried for them when they, when they're in danger. Because like, he's like, oh no, I'm gonna fall on these rocks. But like, you jumped off a cliff and landed in a forest. Like, there's no way you didn't get stabbed by like a tw like a, a branch or anything. Like, there's no way you survived that fall. So I feel like it's the same thing here, where it's like I'm I'm really not that worried for you. But um, but but that's that's a little bit more of a nitpick. I don't think that would really bother bother kids especially. But um. I did like it. I did like a lot of the the jokes in it. I like the characters enough. I do think it was a little bit heavy-handed and a little repetitive, but um but it it was a lot of fun and um and I I definitely enjoyed it. So, I would recommend it. I probably won't watch it a bunch. It's it's definitely not as good as Onward, not even close, but uh it is very creative 
and it is uh it is a good like one time watch so i'd kind of recommend that too if you're bored and uh, got kids but um and then yeah very randomly i decided to watch cloverfield because it's on netflix and um i know this is kind of a controversial genre uh that being found footage but um but i am a big fan of it weirdly i guess i haven't seen a ton of found footage movies um I watched, well, I've obviously seen Black, Blair Witch Project. I think I talked about it on the show. I've seen um, Chronicle, which is a freaking awesome movie. I wanted to watch it again and was so disappointed that it wasn't anywhere streaming. We had to rent it, but um, or we'd have to rent it. I, I didn't, but we would have to. Um, I've seen this. There's some, there's, an, there's some time travel one where, like, these kids build a time travel like, device in their basement. Um, and that's all found footage, and I've seen that, although I don't really remember it very well, obviously, and I, I have no idea what the title is, um, I've seen that, I feel like there's some, something else, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually a fan of it, I think it's, when done well, it's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting way to tell a story, because, you know, you get it from a first person perspective, and, um, I don't know, it's just a very different and innovative style of storytelling and I I enjoy I've enjoyed the ones that I've seen never really gotten like motion sick or or anything like that as I know a lot of people a lot of people have um that's not a big problem for me so uh I just kind of give in and like suspend my disbelief that they're still filming because that's obviously uh that's obviously inherently a problem because at some point you're just not still filming but uh but I, I like them, and so I was I was ready to watch this because it's got an amazing premise. Godzilla meets the Blair Witch Project. That is such a good idea, and uh, I'm not going to get too much into the marketing for it because it's also very similar to Blair Witch in that it has a it has an amazing and uh, and like legendary marketing campaign where they created like all this mythology behind it and. Um, you know, there's stuff with, like, this company called Slusho that's drilling for this nectar, and that's what, like, awakened this monster, and, um, and there's all these kinds of things that you could learn and seek out should you choose to, but, um, but, uh, I don't know, that's not necessary to enjoy the movie, and so, and then, I don't, a lot of it's not around anymore, so I don't really know, like, a ton about it. I do know that, oh, Project Almanac, I found it, that was the, that was the found footage movie, that's time travel, not a great one, but, um, but did, I have seen it, uh, and, like, it's there, it, it's there, should you choose to seek it out, or I guess should you have chosen to seek it out, because, like I said, it's not really around anymore, but I went into this movie pretty cold, without, with knowing the premise, but not really knowing, like, any of the, the super elaborate backstory, so, I think that's really cool and an awesome way to market the movie, but I do think that like it's it's not really necessary for for enjoying it. But I did want to briefly touch on it because it is something that I love, which is a movie with a great marketing campaign, and uh, and yeah. So I just wanted to to credit where credit is due, just real quick right off the bat. But um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this. I think that found footage is such a great way to tell a story like this. Uh, I'm going to be ta talking about The Dark Knight right after this, and I think it's very interesting that both these movies represent a time where there's a lot of post-9-11 anxiety, and they're, they're pieces of art that are 
kind of reconciling certain feelings about how everything went down with that and the aftermath. And I like that, you know, this is obviously a world where 9-11 has happened. And so, you know, people are like, oh my God, is it another terrorist attack? And so you're like, you know, it's very deliberately evoking a lot of that imagery. It's very deliberately evoking a lot of that, um, the, that feeling, that, that terror and I think that's the best thing about this movie is the way it has a sense of terror. And I also like that in this movie a lot of the times. I think I very briefly mentioned in a in a recent episode that I just watched the 1998 Godzilla movie. Not a great one, but um, but uh, they you know you're following scientists, you're following people qualified for the job. It's something that I think was put best in a description of Die Hard and why it revolutionized the game. And the, the guy on this podcast said, uh, there's no question that John Rambo is the best man for the job. There is a question that that John McClane is. And I think that's kind of the ethos, the ethos that this movie takes into it, too, where we're following civilians and we're seeing this from their point of view rather than, like, the people who are going to stop this. Like, we don't see the monster get killed. We don't see all this, you know, how this will all end, or, like, the scientific breakdown of its weakness points and, like, what we're going to have to do to hatch this crazy plan to stop it. We don't ever get that. We just get the panic from the point of view of citizens. And I think that's a very interesting point of view to tell this story from. And uh, and that was my favorite thing. I think my favorite scene in the whole movie was uh, when they're going down the street and the the overwhelming like the sounds of the gunfire and the tanks are rolling through and it's like a low angle perspective so it's super disorienting and because you're in first person it kind of feels like more like you're there than if you're just seeing it from a distance and all these soldiers are right there and you know gunfire is going off and you can see like this monster is wrecking all kinds of shit and like the the part where the Statue of Liberty's head rolls down the street and and everyone's freaking out and holy crap was that an awesome sequence and very well well i guess you could say directed i don't really know what the what the proper term is in this case because it's not traditionally you know directed like a, a, a traditional movie would be but but yeah that was awesome and um and that's i think where this movie shines is moments like that and it's really really cool to have a different perspective on that kind of story, both, you know, figuratively, like, like from a character point of view, that we don't traditionally follow civilians on these kind of things, but, uh, but also from, like, a filmmaking point of view. The characters were a little bland, and, uh, and the performances aren't great, but I think that this is super rewatchable, because it's so short, and, um, and it just gives a really cool perspective like I said it's such a cool idea and um, I'm totally there for it so I really enjoyed it despite some of those smaller issues and I do love that this is clearly just a, it's um I guess in the backstory it's a newborn uh, it was sleeping and they woke it up when they're drilling for this stuff and it's scared it's like it's basically the equivalent of when a bunch of you know we stumble onto um, a nest of fire ants okay like, like an anthill and we like kick it by accident and and they all swarm us and they're trying to uh they're trying to like bite us and stuff that's basically what happened is um is it's it's like uh it's just kind of chilling there and then they you know it's they cross paths uh the monster and the humans and it's freaking out cuz they're all trying to sting it and bite it and like you know that kind of thing metaphorically so 
I really like that that's clearly what this monster is and it's um it's just like freaking out and it's scared and it's wrecking stuff and I think that's come kind of comes through in the movie and I think that's a cool perspective as well so uh yeah this movie is just a lot of fun and really unique and interesting and I like uh, I like the style of filmmaking and I, I really liked how it all comes together so I would definitely recommend this one too it's it's a good movie I, I liked it Whew. all right I think that about does it I didn't do too bad 30 minutes four movies all right all right me getting better at this whole podcasting thing now it's time to start racking in the big bucks uh, okay, I'm actually close to $2, guys. That's a lot, if you think about it. That's a good, that's a solid earning. Uh, so, so yeah, <laughs> there's that. Oh, oh, I need some water. I need some food. I'm, I'm, my voice needs a break. Uh, but, while I'm doing that, before I get ready to record, uh, record some more Batman episodes, um, you can rate and review the show on iTunes or whatever platform you get your podcast from. Five stars will be greatly appreciated. It really helps out the show. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe. That is another thing that's super helpful, and you'll never miss an episode. So, hey, there's two pluses right there. Uh, if you if you want to follow the show on Instagram, you can do that at Movies and More Pod. I will post episodes, or um, I will post when episodes have been uh, released and what the topics of discussion will be so it'll help you stay informed and updated on the show if you want to follow me on instagram you can do that at geovangerly1 and then if you want to email the show with any comments questions suggestions concerns whatever it is uh you can do that at moviesandmorepod at gmail.com and uh thanks for doing all that and if you are going to thank you in advance so i'm gonna go eat i'm gonna go drink I forgot to do Gratefuls real quick before I go. Uh, I'm grateful that everything is very easy to access. I've been listening to some podcasts where they're talking about the difference between how movies were released then and how they're released now and about how like movies would sometimes stay in theaters for years and, and bef- before movies like Batman uh, really shrunk the window between like when a movie is released in theaters and when it... it um, it actually like comes out on home video uh, I, I like how different it was and I'm grateful that the landscape has changed and that we're able to watch so much stuff in our homes that we have a very easy access to it I'm grateful that technology and creators have allowed us to do that so that can help us get us get through times like this and uh, and have something a little to, something to watch so that's really cool also Fleabag on Amazon Prime I've been watching that and uh, it's really good, and I'm also starting about thinking, or <laughs> starting about thinking, I'm thinking about starting, like, another bigger binge uh, of, a, of a show, which I could, you know, routinely update you on, like, my progress, what I'm thinking, so I think that'd be something fun to add to the show, too, while we're, while we're all trapped inside, so that might be coming soon as well, but, uh, but yeah, check out Fleabag, it's a lot of fun. You'll probably know within minutes if it's for you or not, but it was definitely for me. I've almost finished it, and uh, it's good to throw on while you're while you're uh, just kind of like chilling, writing, drawing, whatever. It's cool. It's a good show. So, uh, yeah, I hope you all are staying safe and healthy. Thank you, as always, for listening. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go munch. So, uh, peace. Have a good one.